So last year, I was asked the simple question, how does community factor into your faith? After pondering for all three seconds, I confidently said, it doesn't. I've always been accustomed to pondering Christian theology and strengthening my faith through reading works of Aquinas or the Gospels by myself. But I didn't consider community to be a part of my faith. I simply believed that faith was something that was experienced and nourished on an individual level. Despite my rather confident and naive response, this question stuck with me for the following months. How did community factor into my faith? For those of you who don't know me, uh, my name is David Ackermore. Uh, I'm usually an 8.30 uh, morning service goer, and uh, I actually grew up in this church. After graduating from Davis High School, I went to college and studied religion and English, um, and then completed a year in the Lutheran Volunteer Corps in Washington, D.C., but I decided to come back to get my teaching credential here at UC Davis and ended up getting a teaching position at Davis High School coming full circle. So when focusing on my arrival back to Davis, I realized just how misguided my initial response to that question was. I think of all the generosity that this community showed me upon my return. It was the Theology Book Club that welcomed me with open arms as I attended their Monday night meetings uh, my first year back. It was Kelly Wilkerson and Vince Sterla who let me tag along on their movie theater outings, even though that meant I was intruding on their date night with Daniel Craig. <laughs> Remember that, Kelly? That was great. Okay. It was John Knight who stepped up and helped me get a new novel board approved when I needed a, and I quote, distinguished community member to write a review for it. For those of you who know John, very distinguished man indeed. Um, and I never had to rely on my own thoughts when considering matters of metaphysical importance now that I had Helga and Bob Medeiros to talk to. I realize now that it is the relationships we have with one another that strengthens the relationship we have with our faith. With our Christian faith being tied to the virtue of generosity, it makes sense that a church community is a place where one can feel supported, loved, and at home. One can ponder theology all he wants, but without the generosity of community, this rather individualistic version of faith remains fruitless. Because of the generosity of those in this church, my faith feels much less restless and much more at ease as I can in turn focus on being generous to others in my own daily life. Now, since I am an English teacher here in town, I find it necessary to tie in these words with a literary reference. And in this instance, a pretty light one, uh, Shakespeare's Hamlet. For those of you who don't know, the play is about a young prince who returns home to Denmark following the death of his father. In Act 1, the ghost of his father appears to, hit to Hamlet and tells him that Hamlet's uncle, in fact, is the person who killed him and demands that Hamlet avenge his death. So it's kind of your typical you know, teenage drama on the CW. Hamlet, being an academic and not a warrior, is terrible at revenge. And he spends the entire play philosophizing about the nature of existence and asking deep questions about the meaning of life while pushing all those around him away. Now, reading the play, I'm struck by the similarities that all sulky 23-year-olds have with Hamlet as they inevitably return home and sit around considering existential matters in their parents' house while mooching off their food. I, I did that. 
The problem is that Hamlet does not have a Davis UMC or even a Denmark UMC in his castle. He rejects every instance of generosity offered to him from his surrounding community. His sometimes girlfriend, Ophelia, wants companionship with him. His mother wants to heal him. And his friends, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, just want to have an honest conversation with him. Now, true, some of these instances are not fully authentic. But his quick dismissal and skepticism of others leads to him relying only on himself when wrestling with his emotional crises. One of the only instances of generosity that Hamlet recognizes is his memory of the deceased jester when he stares into the lifeless skull of this once compassionate friend, thus showing that the only community Hamlet can reciprocate with is the dead. At this point in the play, Hamlet is too far gone to even recognize the generosity of the living. In the final scene, when all the remaining characters are dead or dying on stage, Hamlet recites his final line stating that the rest is silence. After pondering that initial question, how does community factor into my faith, I realize that I don't want my rest to be silent. I want it to be full of laughter, joy, heartbreak, turmoil, and compassion. I want it to be interacting with my community. When we engage with our community, we may experience the pain that Hamlet is trying to avoid, but most of the time we feel the generosity that we so desperately need if we want our faith to grow. As Methodists, our faith is grounded in our works, and we can better perform generous works when we have a model to reflect upon in our community. And I am thankful to say that here, at this church, still after being away for many years, that I am surrounded by generous and thoughtful people whom I want to imitate every day. Thank you.